Michael T. Justice, a man in the middle, half black, half white, in the middle of the country, in the middle of the night, trying to figure out how to make this world right, because they fixed the game before they wrote the rules, and now we're left with these broken tools, but we still got to try to fashion the jewels so that we can be free. Hey guys, I just want to apologize for the audio in the first uh, half here. Um... My car's in the shop today as we speak uh, so that it won't be so loud if I try to record in my car. Uh, But uh, thanks for listening. It gets better. All right, so good morning. Um, I'm going to try and get this out. I have... I've been screaming at the radio all night or the, the podcast and the different news and stuff I've been watching because Bernie is clearly winning and yet they are actively openly fighting it's to the point where it's, it's almost as if the Democrats the Democratic It's something that, as he was saying in this episode, and I'll have a link to it, uh, as he was saying in, in that episode, you know, it's something that people don't know about. So let me tell you why all this runs together in my head, and, and I'll try to make it <laughs> sensible, and I, I'm not so much worried about under, entertaining, but understandable. Uh, So, if you think about the, if you think about the, um, the way things are, 
So let's start with the comment that Bernie made. I'm not even sure that he said it like that or that they just kind of put it to him in a question so that they could phrase it this way. But that billionaires should not exist. And that's, oh, he wants to take the money and he wants to limit people's ability. And he keeps saying, you know, that these three people... Bloomberg and Bezos and somebody else, I'm guessing. But uh, these billionaires in America, three of them has the wealth of, like, the bottom half of America, right? So, like, 150 million people. And... <clears throat> And he just says that's, you know, that's a, a messed up system. Now, I don't know that I've even heard him say that, you know, he doesn't call himself a capitalist, but to me that doesn't mean that he wants to destroy capitalism and institute some kind of socialism where the, 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 the we operate in a world where people don't even get the actual definitions of, pay attention to how the system works. I was looking over something I was writing a while back and it said, uh, I, I, I said the Constitution is like a cell phone contract. Everybody signs off or clicks the agree button or, you know, yeah, we're in America. They have no idea what the contract says, and when they they think they know what it says, but when it comes time to activate your clause, you find that there are forced arbitrations with the people who are paid by the people who you're arbitrating your, your grievance with, you know, the company, or. Uh, that the contract actually doesn't say that. It says, you know, free 30 days, only the days, that it, you know, they, they, they're full of loopholes that, that they wrote in for themselves. And it's always been that way. I mean, the contract, the Constitution is like that, right? Uh, there's, there's, people who wrote it, wrote it for themselves, but we find ourselves in a, in a space, I think, now where we have to
like if, if I get in my car and there's a puff of white smoke coming out of my tailpipe out of my exhaust and it's just you know there's a cloud of smoke behind me then something's not right and I say white smoke because I'm not a mechanic so I may be off on this but I think that's something that actually happens if you get a mixture of the way that the oil and the gas interact with one another or whatever that, that if the car is not functioning properly that this can happen where this white smoke is coming out and it generally means that you have to recalibrate something or you have to uh I've heard the term like the mixture is rich, right? Like uh, st stuff is not mixing right. It's not quite functioning properly. It doesn't mean you throw out the car. It doesn't mean you become anti-car. That means you gotta fix whatever is causing this rich mixture. Millionaires are a puff of white smoke. Just a cloud that shows that something's not right about the, the mixture. It doesn't mean capitalism is... So, to get into where I was talking about from the Tiny Leaps Big Changes podcast uh, and what he was talking about, and he talking about the interest rates, and he made a statement, you know, when you... higher interest rates and when the, the you got a payment of say $300 but you got some variable rate and then next the next cycle your payment is now 430 that's money that just kind of appears I mean it's a very complex setup that they got going on but we didn't write it We didn't put the, the system together that, and they just tell us this is how it goes. And that's how these people make the billions. I mean, when you, when you, when you generally when you start talking, they're talking about bankers. Because they're the ones getting money out of thin air. And when you consider that politics has always been the rich people down the street that deal with that. I mean, if you think back and look back over our understanding of the history country and the world, right, it was the serfs on the land that 
nights down there worried about taxing the king. We just got to work all the time and they take and live off of what we do. And they, it was just accepted. And capitalism has gone a long way to even that playing field to give the people an opportunity to be a part of it. But even so... There have been people putting their thumb on the scales there. I mean, it's a constant thing. There's a, the, you know, the fact that you can go out, start a business, and, and build yourself up. But if you wanted to just start a bank, I'm pretty sure they got that kind of blocked. There's all kinds of roadblocks set up to make sure that we come in, you're already part of the system, and you're doing it their way, and, yeah, see, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break here and try and get my thoughts more fully together, because what's going through my head is like, what, uh, not a manifesto, but like a, uh, like a thesis, right? Like I, I have been thinking about what's going on and, but I'm not a writer. So I'm going to try and get this across to those who would listen, like my sons. I hope they listen. Not to this, maybe to this, but, you know, yesterday I was talking with my son, and again, I, I speak in broad terms, but nothing has ever changed without violent revolution. until we started putting the rules down when it became more about a rule of law over like the king, the class, the lords and the you know what I mean when 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 you give people their franchise, I guess is what they say. When you give people their power over themselves and a footing, they can stand against the biggest thing. I mean, it's what gives... But always remember that it's... This is where I tell my kids that it's all made up. You know, that, that it all depends on we the people what we'll accept and how much we'll accept and this is why you know I was looking at man see so much swirls through my head so forgive me but I'll, I'll come back to the Martin Luther King uh, statement where he said my biggest enemy is the liberal 
or the moderate that's not willing to that over that cares more about peace than justice or something like I can't remember the full quote right now but the the point being that the revolution idea is still out there but you see how terrible that is It's terrible. Look at what's going on in Syria. And not even the, the when you just think about how much other people outside of that are involved in that. But look at how violent revolution goes on. I mean, the, the revolution in... Uh, United States was six years and it wasn't as bloody as what we're looking at now that and revolutions all over my whole point being revolutions are terrible and then to point out that as we have dare I say evolved to have this idea of a rule of law we rise we 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 get to a point where somebody like a slave like Dred Scott can sue and he didn't win because uh, once again it's made up it's we the people and I'll talk to you about Dred Scott another time to, to fill that out but it's the idea that we have a rule of law that allows the smallest to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the biggest. And the only reason that exists is because it had to be, you know, given to us as a way of, of being. As a way of operating our country. I mean, when you think about it, it's like we the people, I don't have my constitution with me. I think it might be somewhere in here. But we the people in order to form a more perfect union, right? In order to try and put this thing together. And we've gotten to a place where that's not how it's done. I mean, and it's never going to be done, right? It's more perfect union. It's not a, a perfect union. It's like closer to it than... Closer to it than any other form. I mean, again, I've... 
I'm not a scholar, but I've been watching and I've been listening. I learn as much as I can about the different ways that people live and and all over the world. And I mean, seriously, this is, I'm not going to say hands down the best, but we got a pretty good thing here. But we got this puff of white smoke coming out with these billionaires. I mean, when Bernie talks about taxing the transactions on Wall Street, I don't know what he's talking about. I have not read his plan and this and that and the other thing. I think what he's saying is we the people will <laughs> put our minds to building this, right? Like, I'm not gonna, it's not on me to write the entire thing from soup to nuts and here's every spot of it. But it's that we the people will have a mind shift and we the people will put our minds to doing it this way. That's the first battle. The amount of control that the wealthy have, whether it be the way that Biden came into the race, right, where he just comes in because, look, I already locked up all the millionaires and gazillionaires. So I got money stacked here, ready to go. And whatever money he's got right now, the idea was for him to have a whole bunch more, right? Because they would start, you know, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you five million here now. I mean, Bloomberg is grotesquely wealthy, but he ain't the only one. I mean, Steyer ain't even in Bloomberg's league. And he's got a billion. And for us to not tax, or we tax lighter on dividends, and and it and it, it gets into so much more complication than I can even begin to go into. And I'm sure somebody who disagrees will say, "Well, you're not thinking about." The fact that that uh, they create the jobs and this, but they don't do it all themselves, and that's that's what I'm talking about. The mixture is off, and I don't know how you fix it, but we have to fix it. I mean, it has to be a mindset that doesn't just say let them do what they're doing and they're, we just kind of operate on their playing field. And by them and, and that I mean the super wealthy that buy congressmen. I mean, the way that Bloomberg got all these endorsements and stuff just out of the blue is because he started going to people and, you know, hey, 
I've been spending $20 million over the last 10 years in your, on your museum or uh, the cultural center in your city. I mean, all these different places and money that he's been donating to and whatnot with his foundations and giving is allows him to then go back and get these people at the very least for them to feel the pressure of like, man, this is the guy that, you know, kind of got me reelected because I started the zoo <laughs> or whatever. Not to mention the money that he may or may not have donated to their various campaigns. And then you get into, and I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm just driving here in the middle of the night. So I'm trying to figure out what I see. And this is kind of what I think I see. Because you can set up a charity and have your brother, nephew, cousin, wife. Hell, you might even be able to do it in your own alter ego. And then money gets transferred that way. Look, they run for office and they, they, they get all this money. Like these folks ran for president and they can use that money on another campaign. So it's gonna help their Senate campaign. And it's not to feel hopeless about it. But rather to feel hopeful that if if the people were like your leadership is not not to be trusted. That's kind of the thing. Okay. Leadership is not to be trusted. Think about the saying, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, I'll stop there and try to get my head because I feel like, like I said, like I'm trying to write a thesis just to understand and to explain to people why it is that, you know, I feel like Bernie's on the right track and it ain't because he's got all the answers but because he's saying let's wheeze solve this instead of they because they work on the same side I mean both sides are the same and yes, there are differences, and I'm uh, your leadership is not to be trusted. You know, because something has values that you agree with, an idea, an organization was set up to be that, the leadership is not to be trusted. or trusted but verified.
and it becomes harder and harder to verify and see I'm slipping off into more it's like I see all these threads that go down to try and get the message across to what I'm trying to say it's just because I'm not a writer so sorry that you had to listen to this or thank you for listening to it if you did Hey, thanks again for checking me out and hit me up on Facebook, Michael T. Justice, Twitter, Michael T. Justice, and of course here at Anchor FM, you can leave a voice message and uh, I would love for any responses and um, requests.